You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Hello, Bengals fans. I am Matt Minnick, and this is Coach Speak Draft Week mailbag episode, uh, which I don't do very often, but we're going to open it up, ask for questions on Twitter. So here we go. Who is the best first-round system fit in any position from the Wanderer? I'm looking around. I, I There's a lot, of, a lot of fits I really like. I really like the Cam... Uh, Smith fit. I just think his demeanor, his attitude, his physicality uh, at the quarterback position is a really, really great fit. He's got some some PIs that bother me and kind of you know push him into the bit of a risky category at, at that point. Uh, but man, I love the fit. Uh, another guy who I think is probably going to slip a little bit, um, you know, could be available to them in the second uh, is a Northwestern defensive lineman. I call him A squared. Uh, if the Bengals draft him, I'll learn how to say his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh, cause he's just a, a multi-talented guy. Some people see him as a three technique. I think he's a defensive end who bump, who can bump inside on pass rush downs. Cause I think he'll do a really good job, uh, on the edge for you, um, in, in running situations, uh, but be able to give you a, a little bit of pass rush juice on, on the inside, which the Bengals love to do. He's really good when he's on the move. He doesn't have a great putt, pass rush repertoire, but he's good when you when you stun him and when you let him move around a little bit. He's shorter, but he's got the length, uh, you know, that, that he can still play on the edge, still hold the edge. So I think uh, both those guys defensively are really, really good fits for the, the Bengals. Uh, Chris Dunham. I almost said Durham. Chris Dunham Jr., uh, what are top three skill sets? So skillets, I'm guessing you meant skill sets. I do love a good skillet, though. Uh, don't have to be position-specific that you'd like to see added via the draft. So, I mean, you know, it comes back to, to influencing the quarterback and right, having an impact on the quarterback. So I think the, the number one thing is protection. I like to see pass protectors. That means running backs. Uh, and that means uh, offensive line, I think, you know, you, you want a running back who can pass protect because you, you're a bit limited at that right now in the roster. Um, I wouldn't mind a, a guard who can compete who can do that. I think a tackle is not as much of a priority as we might think. Um, they've got a number of guys at that position. Hopefully one of those guys can work out at least for the year. I think it's a long-term issue. Um, but I think that the O-line, or the running back, uh, excuse me, right tackle position, um, I think right now your 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 worst case scenario is Jonah, and I think that's a pretty good worst case scenario. I think most teams would take uh, you know a Jonah situation uh, as their right tackle, and I think he'll be just fine. And then he'll get paid in the year by somebody else. Um, I wanted to replace Jonah all along, uh, but not because he was bad, but because he was not as good as I think he's going to be valued on the in, on the uh, open market. So um, now that he's a right tackle, you know even more so. Uh, 
they should be uh, looking to replace him. But it's not a not a total uh, need, you know, big big picture. Um, they can survive the year without that, but it, it will need to be addressed. So uh, then rushing the passer, I, I think really the interior pass rush uh, is a huge thing I'd like to see. They really, we don't talk enough about uh, not having Larry Ogunjobi last year. You know, I think that really, really hurt them and not having that juice on the inside. I think that's why you saw Hubbard and Hendrickson's numbers go down. Those guys are, are very good. They didn't get worse. Um, and, you know, there's a reason that their sack numbers dipped and it's because they didn't have uh, the, that same type of interior pressure that was, um, you know, forcing the running back out or, you know, letting that uh, that edge rush clamp down on them, with, you know, not letting that uh, quarterback stop up. So I think they really need to uh, add some pass pressures. Interior would be the best, but that's very, very limited in this draft. It's going to be it's going to be hard to find um, that. That's two. Uh, so number three, uh, I'm going to go with a you know, you got to have ball skills. Uh, so, hey, tight ends with ball skills, running backs with ball skills that can make plays in the pass game would be great. You know, receiver, uh, potential, you know, change going on at that position. I think, uh, a, a, uh, you know, an example of this also would be on defense. You know, guys, they can get the ball back for them, like Emmanuel Forbes, you know, who can make some plays on, on the ball. Uh, you know, in addition to, you know, running backs with hands and, and receivers that can go up and do it. I think that's, uh, those are the big three things that I'd like to see. Uh, happen. Westchester kid, uh, when the draft is done, it's the most important thing the Bengals need to accomplish. I think we all know that one. All together now. One, two, three. Extend Joe Burrow. All right, that's the big thing uh, that they that they need to do. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about like free agency. I mean, and, and we'll see, you know, what they need to wrap up, what they need to hone up. But I think they've got, done a good job of hitting their needs on a minimal level. You know, bringing back Sample, bringing in Irv Smith made it so, hey, you don't have to take a tight end in round one if you don't want to. You certainly still can. Those one-year contracts and not a lot of money and, and the talent that you have in that position does not um, you know, tell you, you, you shouldn't draft a tight end, but it tells you that you don't have to draft a tight end if Kalaja Canty falls into your lap or a corner you really like falls into your lap, or maybe nobody great falls into your lap, but maybe you just don't like the options of tight end. Cause there's a unexpected run on them in the first round. You know, it, it doesn't force your hand. I think they've done a pretty good job of doing that just about everywhere. Same thing with, with you know, like with the tackle position, like they've got some guys in there. I don't think they need to feel like their hand is forced because I think if they take one on round in round one, they're they're gonna regret it. Uh, I, I think there's probably not gonna be the the talent level they want in round one available at that position. So, uh, what's your confidence level in healthy general Williams? Kind of touched on this. I I think his floor, like I, I think he's the floor for that position. I think uh, like he's gonna be in really good. Um, you know, I, I think they're gonna be fine with that. You know, you gotta you gotta remember, two years ago this team went to the Super Bowl and he was the best lineman they had. You know, last year obviously we all know about the sack numbers, um, but they're in a better position right now by adding him, and you know that they've. They've upgraded the tackle, the left tackle position, but really they're up, upgraded the right uh, tackle position by moving him over there as well. So uh, overall, you're in a better spot with that. Um, you know, on a scale of one to ten, I mean, yeah, I think I think about seven's about right. You know, I, I I feel pretty good about him there. I think he's gonna be fine. I don't think he's gonna be great. I don't think he's going to the Pro Bowl, but I think he's gonna be fine. And I think he's gonna get paid next year again by somebody else. Uh, what are your home run but realistic first three picks? I'm gonna come back to that one, Joel. Uh, what makes Murphy and Kincaid better than their contemporaries in your eyes? 
Um, so we're talking about Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy, uh, like you know, he, he's got some nice skills. He reminds me a lot uh, of of Carl Lawson. Loss, I think Lawson. He also wasn't super bendy, but he might have been bendier. Uh, but you know, like you're just a real strong arm guy. I think he could. I think he could become a, a hump move kind of guy uh, and make some plays in there for them. I, I think he's a guy that can really hold the edge and be a, a, be a good fit for them as a contained type pass rusher. Kincaid is just a you know athletically a freak. He's a little older. Um, but so, I mean, we're going to see how much age matters and how much, you know, experience matters because we don't know, you know, how he can develop, you know, can he develop, can he step up? Um, because he doesn't have a, a, a lot of experience, you know, does that mean that he's got room to grow and can still grow or is he too old for that? We'll end up seeing, but yeah, like he's got a, he's got a pretty special skill set, um, in terms of what he can do in the past game. Uh, so he's an exciting prospect for them as well, but I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know that that uh, you know, a guy like uh, Laporta doesn't have uh, just as much upside, not, not quite as much size. Uh, but you know, I like, I like a guy like Laporta uh, in the past game as well. Uh, what, what's your uh, latest estimate of comp picks? I think last I heard it was like a five and a six, so th- th- they should be down for like two or three. Kind of depends on what happens, what happens after the draft. Um, but I think it's, I think it's two. I think it's like a five and a six, and possibly a third. Uh, last time I heard. All right, that was from that was from Peter. Uh, Landon was with the uh, the, the Murphy Kincaid question, and now I got uh, Joel. Uh, Joel, sorry, I, I knew a Joel. Your, your name is probably Joel. Um, <laughs> so, Joel, Joel, whatever your name is, brother. Uh, what are your home run, the realistic three picks you'd like to see? Well, it's funny you should ask that, Joel, because I recently dropped today, uh, Monday, dropped a. Uh, my only, actually, uh, predictive mock draft on Cincy Jungle. So you should definitely check that out, read that. I got full seven rounds on there. Yeah, I like to screw around and, and post some things online, but uh, we're just screwing around for the most part. This was a this was a serious one. This was an attempt at being somewhat predictive with it. Um, I think that that you're probably going to want defensive talent in the first round. Uh, potentially, that's the defensive lineman. I think it's probably going to be a cornerback, just for where it looks like, where it seems like the talent is going to fall in this draft. Um, so I think getting a Forbes, uh, you know, is great. I think getting a Cam Smith, I think getting a, you know, uh, there's a number of guys at that cornerback position that, that I think you can get, uh, that, that I think uh, could be available at that point. Joey Porter might be a guy that's there. Uh, that would be fun. Uh, <laughs> be, be a great day on Twitter. Be a great few months on Twitter. Uh, and you know, those games versus the Steelers would be very fun as well. But, um, so I think I think that might be the best way to go. I, I would really like to see the the tight end position um, addressed pretty quickly too, because I think that that's gonna dry up. Um, like there's some depth and there's some talent, but I think the guys you want, you're gonna have to get in the second or maybe the third. Uh, I think Tucker Craft is a really great fit. Um, I think they could really use a Sam Laporte in this offense. Um, and you know I mentioned him, I touched on him earlier, and I think that. Uh, you know, Brandon Strange is a really good and really underrated one as well. Uh, but I don't think any of those guys are around on Saturday. So I think you want to you want to take advantage of that position because I think that you're going to find a playmaker from one of those guys uh, if you can get them. Uh, and then I really like to see some type of pass rush added. You know, like I get, said, it'd be great if it's interior. If it'd, be, it'd be great if it's one of those guys. Uh, but it you know it might might very well be a uh, it a uh, defensive end. All right, maybe an ACDC guy that can bump in. Who knows? Uh, but 
Uh, you have to check it out, but uh, I did uh, break it down and uh, thought about Thule, uh, but I ended up uh, in this predictive mock draft going Forbes, Kraft, and uh, Harrison from Ohio State with my first three picks. Running back position, I hit up a little bit later, even though I think third round might be the money spot for that. Um, I just, I'm not as worried, as concerned about it. Um, you know, something falls in your lap, I, you know, l- let's do it. But, I mean, honestly, I could see them not taking a running back or taking one really late or something like that, too. So, we'll see how all that breaks down. Um, but it, it's hard to find the guys that have everything. Hard to find the guys that have everything they want. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, hey, one take. Nailed this one. Uh, <laughs> this is Matt Minnick. Lots of great stuff coming your way. Stay tuned to Cincy Jungle. Lots of awesome stuff coming up uh, this week on, on the channel there, uh, here on the podcast as well. So stay tuned. I am Matt Minnick. This is Coach Speak. Who day? Yeah, we coming for what's ours.